Well, did he leave this world after a prostate procedure? He's had 15,000 boosters, so no way it's COVID-19. Maybe he took a bribe and then defected to China. Tell me where in the world is Secretary Austin. Tensions in North Korea while Zelensky's crying uncle from the river to the sea. Palestine at war with Jews. Well, for weeks nobody saw him, but somebody asked Joe Biden, tell me where in the world is Secretary Austin. senior living. Our residents feel right at home. Our vibrant facility offers delightful activities and outings, round-the-clock professional care, and exquisite house-made meals. Well, I've been eating everything is put in front of me, but I have been eating all, all Italian food, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream, chocolate chip ice cream. White House Senior Living, where residents feel like presidents. What's up, everybody? Welcome to emergency episode number 88 of Thinking Logically. We are the fathers of liberty. Joe, what's going on over there? Two back-to-back cold opens, one original, one by Power Tie on X, formerly known as Twitter. It's it's funny because it's it's so true. It's 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 reality is stranger than fiction. That it is, sir. That it is. Um, I don't, I don't want to sit here and say, uh, we told you guys so. But when we when we said 2024 was going to be a banger, it, it is it is coming in hot and extremely hot. And that heat picked up a lot last night um, with the bombings of uh, United States and United Kingdom's strategic bombings of uh, Houthi targets in Yemen. So, uh, and I texted you. I texted because I saw on Twitter they were gathering, and it was it was almost like a scene from a movie where, or like Home Alone. Whenever Kevin's home in the house and wants to appear like there's more people home, you saw like shadows discussing something, and they made it out to be like it was a big deal. So you knew someone was about to get bombed, and you actually called it. You said the Houthis. It could have been anyone. It could have been Ukraine. It, could, it was the Houthis. Yeah, um, you know, I have mixed feelings on this, but I want to read you a tweet from Joe Biden on January 6th, 2020. Um, this is circulating on conservative media this morning. Let's be clear. Donald Trump does not have the authority to take us into war with Iran without congressional approval. A president should never take this nation to war without the informed consent of the American people. That's from Joe Biden almost four years ago to the day. I I, I really don't know what else to say. <laughs> it's like they do it to just slap it, slap it right in our face, Joe. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, it's an election year now. That should be on Fox News every day. I don't know if it was or not. I don't watch fox news anymore but everything about what happened four years ago it's coming back to bite him in the bum everything he tweeted which it wasn't even him tweeting everything he said it's all coming there's a tweet for there's going to be a tweet for everything sure 
Sure. Uh, I, I have mixed feelings on this. I mean, I know the Houthis are, uh, if you don't know where Yemen is, it's on the Arabian Peninsula. It borders Saudi Arabia to the south. Um, Oman to the Oman is to the east of Yemen. Saudi Arabia is to the north of Yemen. Qatar does not border that. Uh, and the United Arab Emirates are not bordering with Yemen, but they are there on the Arabian Peninsula as well. So these Houthis have pledged to basically harass and attack commercial shipping vessels that are headed into the Red Sea that are bound for Israel because they are standing in with Palestine here um, during this conflict against Israel. But apparently they stated that all other ships are, are free to pass through the Red Sea. Again, I have mixed feelings on this. I mean, you can't disrupt commercial shipping vessels, Joe, that go through the Red Sea and make these ships go around the Horn of Africa, which is... You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And it's going to cause a, a, a giant issue in the supply chain, I'm sure. But at the same time, especially since it's Joe Biden, you can't really go to war with Iran without congressional approval. And I have to remind our audience, make a note of this. It's it's episode two in, in season three. Make a note of this. Con it's at 1045, Congress went on leave. They're on recess. They're no longer in. So how is Joe Biden going to get congressional approval now? Congress, I, I don't know. They they just they just got back from a vacation. It's it's Friday, 1045. What are you doing? What are we doing right now at 1045? On our break from work, we're recording this episode. This is this is ridiculous. And it seems intentional. Pardon me to say it, but it seems almost like it's intentional that this would happen while Congress is going on leave. What do you think, Mark? I, I don't know if I want to connect the dots that much, but... I just think that, you know, they they did war in the Houthis. And they said, you know, listen, if this doesn't stop, we are going to take action. And they gave them warning after warning. So did they warn Congress, though? What I'm saying is we just played. Well, we just Congress played knew. Back... Congress knew. You know, it wasn't like this was a secret. It was pretty much. What out. I'm trying to make is look at our back to back cold opens with where in the world is Secretary Austin, the Secretary of Defense, and then Joe Biden, the, re the resident. OK, if. Who's doing this if it's not Joe Biden then? And why don't we have congressional approval? This is a scandal in itself. And just that's the story here. Y yes, what's going on is terrible and bad. But who's at the helm? If the ship, if the Titanic is going straight to the iceberg, yes, let's get it out of the way. But what's the captain doing being asleep at the wheel? We're even in this situation. Yeah. I mean, not to play devil's advocate here, Joe, but I don't think Trump got congressional approval when he ordered airstrikes onto bases in Syria. At least he was lucid. And I believe those were on mercenaries, which aren't covered under the Geneva Convention. I, I could be, fact check me on that one. I don't think it was the Russian mercenaries. It might've been, but regardless. And the then Russian they, and the, I mean, and then they, and then again, not saying that one's right and one's wrong, but I think Trump did, Trump administration did tell them what was coming. Hey, we're going to bomb these bases. You know, so just like we gave basically the Houthis a heads up that, hey, we're going to we're going to we're going to strike targets. And I think that I saw they they struck like over 60 targets in Yemen uh, from what I've seen. So 
again, I don't know if, if I'm not saying the right or wrong for this. Um, but I think the overarching theme here, Joe, is for me at least, is that how many words are we going to get involved with? You know, I mean, what's next? I mean, this is going to lead to probably a major escalation. I told you last night that I thought Iran is going to uh, launch a nuke in response. I mean, we we believe that they back the Houthi rebels. Why isn't Saudi Arabia helping out? I mean, yes, they're letting us use their airspace to launch from, but why aren't the Saudis helping out? I mean, this is their next door neighbor, you know. Um, but for me, it's like, how many wars are we going to get involved with? This could escalate into something much, much larger. Um, we have North Korea ready to go to war with South Korea. Um, you know, Sweden tells their people to prepare for war. I don't know why, where that came from. Um, and we probably will see China make a move on Taiwan here at some point this year. So, and we're still giving hundreds of millions of dollars to Ukraine. I mean, and the ironic thing for me is, Joe, a lot of these leftists who are, who want peace and protests for peace. How many wars did we have again under President Trump? Zero. None. Zero. End wars. Sign peace deals. Abraham Accords. Peace through strength. He said it the other night on Fox News during his town hall. Um, we have none of that. Also, wasn't it refreshing to hear him for just two hours or whatever it was? He was he was pretty sharp. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I mean, I know we're Trump fans, but he was pretty sharp the other night. Um, and we'll we'll get into that, I'm sure, at some point. But um, Joe, there's another problem here uh, with this whole military strike in Yemen, and that's with SecDef, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. What do you have on that? Okay, this is from. Hold on, my computer is. Going very slow here, to say the least. He's still in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the tweet from. Oh, Jack yeah. Okay, I just see here from Jack Posobiec. <laughs> CNN was reporting Austin ordered and monitored the strikes in real time from the hospital. Are you funkin' funkin' and kidding me? Now, uh, can you imagine this? Uh, like, as if Lloyd Austin. Is the black Lou Brown? I, I guess it worked in Major League. They won the game, but Secretary Austin's James Gammon, the black Lou Brown, all of a sudden from Major League, where he's celebrating in the hospital room as as we strike the Houthis, apparently, and it's working, right? That's the thing. Who's at the helm? What does that say about our country? If he's viewing this from the ICU, <laughs> can they can they hack him? Can they hack into him and shut down his? machines whatever he's connected to so this is from president trump on on uh truth so let me get this straight we're dropping bombs all over the middle east again in all caps where i defeated isis then our secretary of defense who just went missing for five days is running the war from his laptop in a hospital room remember this is the same gang that surrendered quotes in afghanistan where no one was held accountable or fired it was the most embarrassing moment in history of the United States. Now we have wars in Ukraine, Israel, and Yemen, but no war on our southern border. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Crooked Joe Biden is the worst president in history of the United States. There you go. Yeah, he's not. Really... 
I mean, I turned on the TV last night when when they announced these strikes, and the only TV uh, station that I saw, the news stations that I saw covering this, was Newsmax, CNN, MSNBC, and Fox were all not talking about these strikes. So where was he monitoring? How was he monitoring it? I'm sure there's some sort of program he uses that we don't know about, but still, he's in a hospital room on a laptop. I don't know, man. This everything that's going on with this Iran thing, from our enemies' perspectives, perspective. This does not project strength. Again, you you go back to the two cold opens, Mark. They're funny, but they're again, it's stranger than fiction. And we're we're living in this. This is our country, and this isn't. This is war. Like nations fall over this, and we are talking about going. And and where's China at right now? Taiwan is having an election today. It's like one o'clock, tw- midnight over there. Probably they're having an election in a few hours. That election can go one way or another. Regardless, the outcome is going to be the same because China will not be satisfied if they don't get their person in. It's just, this is not a good, all around the world, it's not a good situation to be in. So we are, we are rocking and rolling here in 2024 already. <laughs> um, but we just talked about that video before we, before we hit record of the, uh, of the people in Yemen that are, it, I told you it had me shook uh, watching this video uh, with how many people in Yemen are out protesting. I mean, it looked, like a sea of humanity. Man, I just thought, you know, how many of those people can come here to the United States via our southern border? How many are already here? How many Houthis or Yemen, Ye- yeah, Yemenis are already here in the United States via our southern border? How many folks from Hezbollah are here via our southern border? I mean, the list goes on. If you don't and think this, a terrorist this- attack is going to happen in 2024... From some people that came across our southern border, you're lying to yourself because it's going to happen. And just to throw it out there, put a pinhole in this one. Um, I believe Death to America Day is November 4th, and our election is November 5th. But maybe that was the plan all along for Joe Biden and his administration to have a terrorist attack the day before the election and stop the threat. Yeah. Know. I mean, just imagine, Joe, how easy it'd be. All, all those people, just say, I don't know, 10, 20? They flew to Mexico. They got into a caravan. They came across the border. They connected with other cells here already in America or did their own thing. And God only knows what could happen. It's scary to think about. We're too worried. The, the FBI is too worried about January 6th, finding <laughs> people that were on the Capitol lawn, which is actually, that's a great transition. We'll get to that in a minute. But that's what the FBI has been focused on. Catholics. Latin, Latin masses, parents going to school board meetings. That's what they're focused on. Not on, not on terror, not on the border, not on terrorists. Not on potential threats. No. <laughs> the insurrection that happened three years ago, supposedly. Well, but, speak to that. Uh, Ray yeah. that so, I believe as soon as we shut the laptops down, um, 
the Ray Epps news came out last week or this week, actually. So in case you're wondering, Ray Epps, no jail time. He gets one year probation, $500 restitution. Not exactly sure what that means. And he has to serve 100 hours of community service. And just a rant here. Here's the problem. This is this is Ray Epps. Ray Epps, the guy who led the Arizona chapter of the Oath Keepers. The guy that's on video the night before saying we need to go in to the Capitol. The guy that whispers something in a guy's ear before the barricades went, you know, bye-bye. The, the same guy that wasn't at Trump's speech. He was only at the Capitol grounds directing people where to go. This is all on video. This isn't my opinion. This is all on video. And for some reason, he gets zero jail time while grandmothers that did much less get worse, while people that put their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk got way, way worse. The American shaman, way worse. Again, he was the leader of the Oath Keepers in Arizona. Why not throw the book at him? Especially if you're Merrick Garland in any one of the DOJ, Biden, or the Biden administration. This is exactly what Biden is talking about in his speeches. It's because he's a confidential source. That's why nothing will happen to him. That's because he, why he won't go to jail. Because he realizes if jail's on the table, he could be killed in jail. And he'll start running his mouth. So he doesn't get jail. He doesn't get any fines. If I were him, I'd be a little bit nervous to do community service. They might off you there. You saw how many police officers died of suicide after January 6th, Mark? Like four? So there's your Ray Epps news, and he'll probably ride off into the sunset, never to be heard from again. And that's all I have to say about that, Mark. Confidential source, Ray Epps, proves that January 6th was an inside job. Again, it doesn't think logically. I mean, you can make an argument that he incited the insurrection, not Donald yes. Trump, as they say. The ringleader. The ringleader. Yeah. We have to go in into the Capitol, and people were chanting, Fed, Fed, Fed. They knew. <laughs> they knew. The ringleader of the circus, of that ship parade that happened that day, and he gets no jail time. Fun. There was grandmothers just sitting in, the, in velvet ropes, inside the velvet ropes, waving American flags. Got way worse. And they fired the tear gas into the crowd to move them in. I just, we're not going to, we're not going to sit here and debate January 6th on, on this episode. Okay. So let's just move on. Yeah. What could be, what could be any more ridiculous? How about Hunter Biden appearing in court? Surprisingly. How, how was this a surprise? Like, did they not know he was going to be there? Um, I believe it was to hold him in contempt. Oh, and yes. Yes. Sure, you really can't hold him in contempt. But just like last time, he just, like his father got up and wandered off, shuffled off as soon as the wrong person started speaking. And I don't know why I can't play this. Let me see. Hold on. It's not letting me play this. <coughs> Gentlemen, time's expired. Chair, recognize Ms. Green from Georgia for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse me, Hunter. Apparently you're afraid of my words. He gets up and walks out. Oh, <laughs> oh. I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Wow, that's too bad. <laughs> I didn't get the part where she said apparently Hunter Biden's afraid of strong conservative Republican women. Let me see. Oh, did you see Naomi Biden uh, chimed in on X? 
Joe. Did you hear about this? No. Go on. Na- Naomi Biden, the daughter of Hunter Biden, um, made a made a a rare. I gave her a follow after this one. A rare tweet. Um, she retweeted Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, who tweeted about Hunter Biden fled the scene when I started exposing the truth behind the Biden crime family. Too bad his daddy can't save him this time. So Naomi Biden retweets her. In quotes, actually, it appears everyone fled the scene when she started lying. I don't know what she was lying about, but yeah. I don't know why Hunter Biden thought this would be a good idea to show up and then actually answer questions outside after. Yeah. Uh, Can can you play the one? Can you play the one clip? I don't know why it's not letting me play it. Maybe I'll let you play it. It's the, the second one under under the title. What kind of crack do you normally smoke? What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? Uh, great piece of audio here. Let me know if you could hear this, Joe. Gentlemen, time's expired. Chair, recognize Ms. Green from Georgia for five minutes. No, wait. It's, it's the one that says here. It, hey, Mr. It, Chairman. On there. It's two now. What oh, kind of crack do you normally smoke? I'm sorry. I was one, one above that. Okay, here we go. No, it's not loading for me either. That's odd. It, it might have been deleted. Let me see if I can just play this. You have next to here. Let's see. It's not, I don't know. That's weird. I ask you a question. Be quiet and let me make a statement. Wait, there's a longer version. I did hear that. There's a longer version where he asked, Do you like to shoot your crack or do you like to smoke your crack? (laughs) Why, Why did he think that this, that would go well for him? Like, why even show up? Right. What was the point of that? What's your favorite type of crack? Are you on crack today? Mr. Biden, why did you put your dad on speakerphone when your circus yeah it's it sounds real real muffled but a total circus so yeah hunter biden shows up in court he's being held in contempt thank god the republicans started are starting to get some balls uh they're holding hunter biden in contempt of congress uh, Alejandro Mayorkas is on the verge of being impeached. Um, so we're hopefully going to see that sometime soon. But yeah, we're starting to get some, starting to see some action here from the Republicans. They asked him, why would you let your dad on the phone with your business partners? And <laughs> no answer. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know what was the whole point of that? I, I don't know. Maybe he's used to it being completely different and it has been for so long and it still is still kind of the same, but people are starting to pay attention. And then he pleaded not guilty. He was seen, there was a picture that was released on X of uh, somebody. I guess he was ready to fly to California. He was at the gate of an airport um, with a hat on, sunglasses, a bag. Apparently he was flying to California where he had to appear in court because he was pleading not guilty to like nine tax related charges. So that trial is set for this summer. Um, so we'll see if that actually takes place, but Hunter Biden in some legal issue. Um, I still don't think this is, they're going to use this to dump 
Biden from the ticket, but uh, the heat, the heat is on. The heat is on him for for a change. So we'll see if anything happens. The my tax- guess, no. Yeah, good. No, my guess is no. That was all I was going to say. The, the the tax stuff is the least of the worries. It's what what was he getting money for exactly? What did he give up? But take what you will out of that. Um, let's talk about Chris Chris Crispy, as you call him. Yes. This is the, the hot mic heard around the world. Uh, let's play this hot mic audio. He was caught on a. Uh, um, I don't. I don't know if he believes that he was on a hot mic. If his mic was off or not, but uh, I have this here, Joe. Or do you want to play it? I'll play it there. I mean, if you, let me know if you can hear it. Hear it, Wayne. They don't want to hear it. We know we're right, but they don't want to hear it. Right. And and there's you know we couldn't have been any clearer. Right. We couldn't have been any more any more direct or worked any harder. So, Let's you know. Yeah. Oh, well, when you give land to China and places like that. Yeah, that's what you get. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, she spent sixty-eight million so far. She's on TV. Spent sixty-eight million so far. Fifty-nine million by DeSantis, and we spent twelve. Yeah. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment? You know, and she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She's still 20 points behind Trump in the Hampshire, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's, gonna, he's still going to carry out, right? Yes. Oh, he's, I, t- you know, I talked to, DeS- DeSantis calls me. Petrified. I would, he's probably getting out of after Iowa. So. His weight is all time, Chris Christie. I never thought about that, but that's good. What do you think? He said DeSantis was petrified that I would. Do you think he was, he meant he would endorse Trump or he would drop out of the race? I don't, we didn't get that. I, I I don't think how it would be. You don't think it was endorse Haley, do you? He, well, he can't endorse Haley now. Well, not, not now, but like before that. Yeah. Endorse Haley. I, I I don't know where where does where does his small percentage go? Don't forget, uh, Trump and Christie were were close back in the day. They were friends. You know, and Chris Christie is not an idiot by any means. He's a very intelligent person. Um, I just don't think he's a, <laughs> and as, as we all see now, a quality candidate for president. But um, it'll be interesting to see what his path is going forward and what his future holds. So he can either, well, he has either two choices, endorse to sanctimonious or endorse Trump. He's not going to endorse Vivek. But... Um, interesting. There, there was just a poll that came out. Just speaking of Iowa, since we have the Iowa caucuses coming up on Monday, latest poll from Trafalgar. They haven't put out any new polls lately, but uh, Iowa caucus. If the 2024 Republican caucus were tomorrow, who would you most likely support for president? 52.2 percent of the respondents said Donald Trump. 18.4 percent Nimrata Haley. 17.6 percent Ron DeSanctimonious. 4.9% Vivek Ramaswamy, 3.4% Chris Christie. So that is your breakdown of the Iowa caucus poll. Um, that was from 1,086 respondents. So margin of error, 2.9%, blah, 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 all that stuff. So these candidates, these people uh, have spent a tremendous amount of time in Iowa. And uh, the other night while the Trump town hall was on, I was watching, well, before that, it was about, started about an hour before the Trump town hall. I watched Vivek and Candace Owens. Candace Owens came out and endorsed Vivek. 
So they had a, a, a um, an interview, if you want to call it that, roundtable discussion with Timcast IRL on YouTube. So I watched it. They had about 84,000 people watching it, um, it, I think, at the peak. So it was pretty good. I mean, Vivek looked tired. I mean, I will admit, I mean, the guy's got to be exhausted from uh, moving nonstop um, all day, every day for the last couple of weeks. But uh, it was good. It was a good um it was a good interview and uh, it was good, cool to see Candace Owens uh, with there, with her or with him. I'm sorry, throwing her weight behind Vivek. So he said he's in until the end. So we'll see. You mentioned he looked tired. Yes. You know who did not look tired? Donald Trump. He traveled. This is a great segue again to court. Then to that town hall. I don't know where the town hall was. I believe then back to court. And now is he going to go to Iowa for the caucus in 10 feet of snow? That That's high energy. That's energy that a 70-something-year-old normally doesn't have. That's energy that people that are in the race decades younger than him don't have. That's energy I really don't even have. Actually, I, 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 I know I don't have that energy. I've thought about this multiple times, believe me. I'm like, I don't know where he gets the stamina, the energy to do this, to to go and go and go. You know, you're constantly in a plane. You're constantly on the go. I mean, there's really hardly any downtime, especially now, you know, with, um, you know, campaign season and election season is officially underway and all these trials and things like that he has to sit through. So I don't know how he does it, but he does. You think he's just zinging Adderall's 30s, 40s? Honestly, probably. I mean, Biden is. Uh, he might, honestly, I, I, if you would have asked me four years ago, I would have said yes. But he's just naturally. If you've ever met a person that's just naturally like high motor like that, then then you know, no, this is just the way they are. But like Biden's on Adderall, he's on something. They yeah. they they're pumping him up with something. But it'd be a heck of a story. Um, I mean, Trump's 77. I mean, he's like 6'3". Who knows what he weighs? I mean... You know what he weighs. 217. He's a house. It, it, it was it was in the arrest report when he got arrested. <laughs> he is, uh, I, I don't know where he finds the energy and stamina to do this, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was on, you know, they, they gave him maybe Adderalls and, you know, pumped him up with whatever. But, I mean, it's crazy. So. FDR was on cocaine before this day in infamy, the Pearl Harbor speech. People was he really? That. He wasn't snorting cocaine, but that was that was a method they had of um, with your sinuses. They would put it on a Q-tip with cocaine, I think, and then up your nose to like loosen you up so you wouldn't sound like raspy to yeah. anyone that's ever done cocaine. I'm sure, like, eventually you blow off cocaine, your nose falls off, like Artie Lang, but it does probably clear up your sinuses, yeah. whatever's in there. <laughs> Well, okay. Uh, that's interesting. I did not know that. Hey, don't forget, Coke, Coke, Coke was in Coca-Cola at one point, right? It was. And heroin was legal to buy. <laughs> now, fast forward 100 years later, the only ones that controlled it were the CIA after we went into Afghanistan. And we're getting way off topic. Let's just play the Trump lawyer here. Um, Alina Haba. I love yes. her. Yes. About a minute and 43 second clip. So get comfy. Good afternoon. Let's remember that before I walked into court, we had already lost. That was clear with his motion for summary judgment. Before witnesses, before experts, 
And do I think any of it mattered? I certainly hope so. But for anybody that was in the courtroom for the last 11 weeks, you heard that there was not one fact against President Trump. There was not one piece of paper that showed anyone committed fraud. And don't forget that Section 6312, a consumer fraud statute, has been wrongfully used against my client, innocent defendants, the organization, and every employee of the Trump Organization, which has single-handedly changed the New York skyline, including the building we are in today. These are special properties. Real estate is an art, not a science. But you know what else is an art? You know what else isn't a science? Political motivated individuals. She's using this to paint a canvas that Donald Trump is a fraudster because they can't beat him in the polls. They can't beat him in the polls. So she ran on Trump because that was the only way she could win. And now today, after 11 weeks, after three years, we have concluded that he indeed committed no wrong. The Trump organization committed no wrong and the kids have been dragged in just like the other defendants and it is wrong. America needs to step up and there's only one person who can do that. My client, Donald Trump, President Trump, everybody. Nice. I love her. I think she is such a great attorney for President Trump and she does not deal with any bullshit whatsoever. So you're going to be seeing a lot more of her this year with all all the other legal troubles he's he's in. Um, we know I don't I don't know when the judge Engeron or whatever his last name is is going to render his verdict, but you can rest assured Trump will be guilty, and uh, Peekaboo James will uh, get her guilty verdict so she can run you know and win her reelection up there in New York. Can you can you what imagine? again high energy just just the traveling he's doing for this but it's just i'm late i don't know why i'm linking this right now can you imagine if he actually got in the speaker when we said he would in congress tried to pull this stuff where they're going home at 10 45 in the morning on a friday this this stuff wouldn't happen we no. we need trump back i know well speaking of that um i want to move up our bill o'reilly clip that i have joe um that I don't know if anyone has heard this, but this is about 30 seconds of Bill O'Reilly unleashing hell. So, and I'm only bringing this up because we talked about President Trump just now. So here we go. Bill O'Reilly. Was on positive territory. On. These sorry. other progressive things. We got to stop this now. If I, I'm telling you, I don't have any progressive friends anymore. They're gone. Because I can't stomach them. Criminals running wild, murdering people. Because progressive DAs funded by George Soros don't want to punish the violent criminals. That's what you're giving me? You support that? Get out of my house. Out. I've had it. Biden is not going to get any better. And the Democratic Party has to get destroyed next november i don't care whether you like trump or not trump governed this nation in a responsible way where everybody prospered and if you don't believe that you're a moron every <laughs> single thing every single indicator was on positive territory 
all the working people, no matter what color they were, were making more money and there were more jobs. We didn't have inflation. We didn't have supply problems. We didn't have any of it. Now we got all of it, in addition to an open border. There you go. Um, well said. <laughs> well said. I, I miss I miss Bill O'Reilly. I will do it live. I miss Bill O'Reilly. But people forget before there was Tucker Carlson, there was Bill O'Reilly on eight o'clock on Sunday, back when Fox was watchable. Yeah. Before. But I mean, he 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 sums sums it up right there, you know. And speaking of progressives, let's get into our one of our last topics here. Former progressive, I guess we can call him. John, America First Fetterman. America First Fetterman. Here he is talking about the white genocide in South Africa. Who are we? Who are they really fighting? It's a group of cowards. They hide in tunnels. They hide behind civilians. They attack, kill, and mutilate children, women. And they do that. Stop talking about proportion on that. They shot their best shot on October 7th, and they would have taken more lives if they couldn't do that, but they couldn't do it. And now let's also talk about that. Now we're being talking about genocide. And now South Africa now is now bringing that kind of a, a trial. Maybe South Africa, maybe you ought to sit this one out when they're talking about criticizing. <laughs> Uh, I love that. I mean, I don't know what happened to him. What's it going to be like when Trump comes to Beaver County or to Western Pennsylvania? Is Fetterman going to come with Trump? Because they say the same things. It won't make any sense. Yeah. Well, let Imagine. me ask you, though, what happens if Israel is, is found guilty in The Hague? Because this is going on right now. What if they are found guilty of genocide? It'll never happen. It'll, it'll never happen. It's, you don't think? It's, it's probably already rigged. I mean, Israel getting caught for genocide, and even they'll get they'll get the free pass, just like I don't know. In this okay. country, we have certain. Well, I just, I just do what it is. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. It says, "What's next? A ruling may not come for years." On Thursday, South Africa devoted much of its three-hour testimony to persuading the court to issue a provisional ruling similar to an emergency injunction whereby the court could direct Israel to stop its military campaign in Gaza and allow more aid to reach Palestinians. Um, yeah. So, I guess we'll have to sit, sit back and wait. You know, See if we make it that long. <laughs> I mean, are they even going to listen? Did, did, did Russia listen? Will China listen? Will anyone listen? This is how World War, I believe, two broke out. We had the League of Nations, and the League of Nations just was a paper tiger, a just a facade. Yeah. Had no real power. But the, the, that's the model, though, what the globalists really want. They want the UN, so the UN is the police force of the world, so they could do their bidding. But I, I don't know. The whole thing that's going on, though, in the Middle East and, and everything that it needs to cooler heads need to prevail immediately. And as a country, you got to ask yourself, how what happened that we're here? We had the Abraham Accords. 
How did we get here? I'll tell you how we got here. And I think everybody knows how we got here. But we have something much bigger we need to worry about, actually. Believe but, it or not. Before we move on, let me just remind people that October 7th, we still don't know how that happened on the most secure border in the entire world. So, Well, I like what John Fetterman said about um, people calling for a ceasefire. He said, how about Hamas put down their weapons and then there could be a ceasefire? Mm. Not wrong. No, he's not. He's not wrong at all. And you're seeing the left turn on Fetterman, especially here in Pennsylvania, and especially mm -hmm. young voters. That young demographic, they have like a very low favorability now of John Fetterman. I mean, you guys threw all your weight behind this guy. And now you're going to turn on him? Because he supports Israel in this? Interesting. All right, Joe, uh, let's talk about Disease X as we uh, begin to wrap up here. All right, this is from Clandestine on X. The WEF and WHO are reverting back to a similar pattern. Warning of an unknown pathogen that could cause a global pandemic, but this time it will be 20 times as deadly as COVID-19. They are calling it Disease X or Pathogen X. It is unknown. How do they know it's going to be 20 times as deadly? Do they plan to release it another to release another path pathogen? For this election season, the public are, are, are already conditioned and mail-in voting will be easy to implement, opening the door for fraud once again. I do not know what the plan is, but they have to do something soon. If the status quo remains, Trump will win. Do they go back to the mail-in voting play or do they go a different route? The only problem is if they do it again, it's going to be very obvious after they just did this in 2020. And citizen journalists have a free speech platform to call it out unlike last time. Something to keep an eye on for sure. And Mark, do you want to read the memo? I don't know why I can't open it. Basically, what it says here, you know, from the WEF, World Economic Forum, with fresh warnings from the World Health Organization that an unknown disease X, in quotes, could result in 20 times more fatalities than the coronavirus pandemic. What novel efforts are needed to prepare health care systems for the multiple challenges ahead? What does 20 times more fatalities mean? I mean, what are we talking? 500 million people? I don't know. I don't even know what, how many people died of, of COVID. And what 20 times more is. But it's going, apparently it's going to be a lot. You know, over 100 million worldwide. Huh. So they talked about how, now a. How does it get worldwide so fast? Too, just it'll be worldwide so quickly. We won't even know. Right. So, how do we how do we go from they they predicted a cyber massive cyber attack, and now disease X, which will kill twenty times more people than COVID did. This should have everyone a little bit frightened uh, as to what's to come, and. At least we're not the only ones we're gaming out what the left is going to do next to prevent Trump from entering the White House again. Because you see clandestine there on Twitter is talking about the same thing. Like, what is going to be their play? Um, Mail-in voting. Um, disease X. Possibly a nuclear attack. You know, if you wanted to go that route, that would be a white swan event that could possibly postpone an election. 
Um, but just throwing things out there, uh, who knows? But I hate the World Economic Forum. I hate that this thing actually exists, and we're actually talking about this right now. So, yes, but they're gonna try it again, really. Yeah, I already see masks everywhere I go. I see just they pop out out of nowhere. I don't know how people get the memo. Uh, nothing, nothing in late 2023 or early 2024 has told me to put a mask over my face. Like there's been no. I just don't. I, don't, I, I I can't understand it for the life of me. I know. All right. Well, uh, Joe, anything else before uh, we head out for the weekend? No, it's going to be um nice little weekend here we have you know take friday saturday take sunday enjoy yourself monday morning is the caucus in iowa who knows what's going to happen that night but we're going to be here the next day on tuesday to give you some coverage i don't know how it's going to pan out i don't know what's going to happen but it's it's going to be interesting to say the least because there's a lot at stake here for the quote-unquote deep deep state so Well, uh, super wild card weekend, the NFL. It's going to be freezing cold here in the United States, especially on Kansas City. So, let's we pick got- the games real quick. Let's see. Just we'll just pick winners. Um, I'll go first. Give me the Bills over the Steelers. I, I have to give me the Dolphins over the Chiefs, and give me C.J. Stroud in the Texans over Sleepy Joe Flacco. Stroud boys. Yeah. <laughs> who you got in the um who you got the Strawboy? That's a good one. Who who do you have in the AFC? Uh I hate to pick against our Steelers, but I think Buffalo's gonna win a close game up there. Um I like uh I like Cleveland uh to beat Houston. And I think Kansas City squeaks by Miami. Going to be negative 25 with the wind chill. Tyreek Hill rivalry game. Used to play for KC. Yeah. And then the Sean Watson Bowl. Let's not forget that either. And then yeah. on the NFC, we have, uh, what was the first game? Um, Detroit in LA. Oh, the, the Matthew Stafford. Returned home to Detroit. So I got to take the Lions here. I'm a Lions fan. I had the Porter and Gibbs in fantasy. Tragic end of my season. And then uh, I have to go, I can't believe I'm saying this, with the Green Bay Packers. Ooh, upset. Special over the Dallas Cowboys, who just seem to underperform in the playoffs. But do blow out great do blow out terrible teams. So anything can go there, but the Packers. And then I can't believe I'm saying this. Give me Baker Mayfield in the Bucks to win a boring, terrible Monday night game. I don't even know why why they play these on Monday night against the Eagles. Yeah, that should have been the Saturday four o'clock game, but they're here and we're there. So All right. Well, have a great weekend, everyone. Uh, Stay up to date on what's going on out there in the world, in the Red Sea, in the Middle East. And we will see all of you guys on Tuesday. Peace. There we go. There we go. There we go. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. There we go.